Hello, my name is Sonia Murthy, ophthalmologist based on the beautiful Sunshine Coast and principal of iHub. I would like to invite you to my podcast series, Eyes in Region, in line with the Dransko Vision 2030 initiative for equitable eye care access and a sustainable ophthalmology workforce. In this podcast, I will interview seven regional ophthalmologists in Australia and New Zealand to gain real-world insights into the delivery of specialist eye care beyond the city lights. I want to share the stories of these regional eye champions, explore how they landed there, the things close to their heart, the challenges they face and what keeps them going. I'd also like to thank and acknowledge Bosch and Lum for their support of this very important initiative. Hello and welcome to my inaugural series of Eyes in Region. Today I have with me Professor Angus Turner, ophthalmologist and Lions Outback Vision founder and director, who's based in Broome in Western Australia. Thank you very much, Angus, for joining me on the inaugural series of Eyes in Region. How are you doing out there in WA? I'm doing well, thanks, Sonia. Thanks for having me. You've got quite a story to tell, and this series really is about highlighting the work of regional ophthalmologists. To me, you seem to harness the power of 10 ophthalmologists. Angus, how have you come to achieve this feat in such a relatively short space of time? How have you come about to achieving this in such a short time in your career is absolutely astounding. I'm just so amazed by what you've managed to really achieve with ICA and WA and how you really turn the tables there. What has brought all of this about? Oh, well, thanks, Sonia. I mean, it, you say a short time, it feels like quite a long time. And um, it's also a lot of teamwork and help, that's for sure. Um, but I guess what helped is that I was really interested in country practice from day one of med school, um, got involved in the club that the students have for these sort of things and went out bush on any opportunity I could have from second year. I went out to the gold fields, Western Australia and joined um, a local pediatrician for a cruise through the communities. Um, and then every time something like that popped up, I put my hand up and um, that just gave me more and more of a taste for country practice. But I also knew I wanted to do ophthalmology from a very young age. So it meant that um, as a 15 year old, I'd already decided on that specialty, which is a bit ridiculous. Um, but it meant that I was trying to always think, how can these two things combine? Um, and for a while there, um, the places that really captured my attention at heart were, is the Northwest of WA. Um, and there was no regional service base there. And so that's been a long-term goal. And it's only really coming to fruition now in the last few years with our base in Broome. Wow, Angus, that's a remarkable story. Now I remember working alongside you in the emergency department at the Eye and Ear Hospital. And that was many, many moons ago. But you must have been a third year reg then. Even then, I did think, wow, this is someone who's going to do something big with his life. Were the thoughts in your mind at that time itself, Angus? You know, with race coming up in a year's time, was this a sort of structure floating around in your head? I know you say you sort of had thoughts about doing regional work from age 15, but how do you think that's been shaped throughout your training and what has brought it all together for you? Uh, I guess um, Melbourne was um, fantastic training for me and I was grateful to be there, a whole new city. Um, but I never really deviated from the place I would end up. It's kind of like a a big dream that hangs around with a, um, a long road to get there. And 
my colleagues and friends in my year group in Melbourne were all very encouraging and quite amused and probably laughed at what I was aiming to do. Um, and so when fifth year came along, you could choose your own adventure fellowship. Um, and Hugh Taylor, of course, with his new unit that was an Indigenous Eye Health unit, basically formed about that time. So um, naturally, it was a great place to create a, a new fellowship and get stuck in. And a lot of that work was advocacy and planning, uh, measuring how regional services worked all around the outback. Um, so just had this incredible opportunity to go around Australia and meet and greet on the ground and join trips with various esteemed ophthalmologists, um, you know, right from the centre with Alice Springs and Tim Henderson, with Mark Lone up in Queensland and you name it, I was able to join people on their trips and get to know them. And that for me meant I was um, inspired by what could be done and tried to put together the best bits of the services and improve the bits that were a challenge and still frustrating for people. Um, and that's been a, a fun project with lots of help along the way. You've also had a family along the way, I see, Angus. <laughs> yeah, that's something in the water and broom. We've now got three little girls under five. So that's made the travel a lot more complicated. Um, and thank goodness for virtual world that we live in, but it's not quite as fun as meeting you guys face to face. So tell me about how you spend your time. Are you largely based in Broome or do you fly between different sites based in Perth, Broome and the Pilbara? No, there's a lot of flying, but um, it's mainly hub and spoke flights from Broome to the Pilbara, which is a long drive, but a couple of hour flight from Broome and then across to the East Kimberley, uh, West Kimberley. Um, and then the big vision truck is still going around. So I actually look after the service from as far as Albany and Esperance, to the bottom of the state. Um, and that vision van's been going into its seventh year now. Um, so there's a team of doctors. We've got the junior regs and the senior regs and um, visiting consultants helping. Um, and amazingly, now we can see all the patient images all hooked up. So I can scroll through people's OCT no matter where they're sitting in the state and other images. Um, and that's kind of formed the basis of our work has been the telehealth project um, over the last decade um, to make the work efficient. So I do fly a lot. Um, last week was in the Pilbara. But when we're there, we're only there for one night mostly because everything's prepared for the ophthalmologist to do surgery and not um, spend too much time in clinic. Yes, I remember going up to the Pilbara as part of Professor Hugh Taylor's uh, trachoma research study. And uh, the one thing that struck me was the harsh geographical landscape out there. I mean, it's just so different from anything I've ever encountered, yet fascinating as well. So it must be just such a, a different take on regional ophthalmology, really, doing what you're doing. Apart from that, Angus, tell me, what do you think you've achieved in terms of the goals that have been laid out? Where you thought you would be and where you are now, how does that sort of project? And is it all coming together? I think um, the workforce issue is not going away. Uh, Ransco is well aware of it and um, we don't train enough ophthalmologists. Um, and yeah, there's all the projections of how much work we need to do. So the collaborative care concept where our slogan as Ransco's leaders in collaborative care um, is something that we've taken the bull by the horns for um, a, a new strategic direction, um, 2030, and a big component in my head is ensuring that we work well with optometry 
uh, um, and other professions to make sure that we don't duplicate work and unnecessarily perform the same screening tasks and primary healthcare. Um, and so what's been great at WA is that there's um, such a vast geography and everything's made sense along this line for a while. Um, there really needed to be 10 new ophthalmologists full-time in the regions to actually meet the city's normal availability. And that's just not going to happen. So um, it means when we fly somewhere that should have a full-time ophthalmologist, uh, we're just there for a few days, a month, uh, we have to do as much surgery injections as we can. Um, and that project has not got a, a good timeline to finish because we're just constantly striving to keep up with the new treatments available, the advances in technology. Um, a country hospital with a little slit lamp is not really adequate for today's ophthalmology. So you need your suite of beautiful machinery um, and the challenges of patients actually coming along uh, and wanting treatment needs someone who's very um, approachable and the service needs to be safe with no cost barriers. So those things have to all be achieved. Um, and in some parts of Australia, it's still very expensive to see a specialist with a very long wait. And so the burden of blindness can't be tackled that way. Um, so I just hope that we constantly apply strategies to improve those barriers and then shine a bit of an example or a light on some of those things that have been done well and continue to fight for the things that aren't done well. We still have lots of those things to do. Our wait list and broom, still a year. Everywhere in the region, still a year to get your eyes sorted so you can drive a car. And um, to me, that's crazy. We can see people instantly in clinic and have telehealth booking, um, but we can't get the surgery throughput. So heaps more to be done. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It sounds very similar to my Queensland experience as well. Angus, I've also heard about your vision in wanting to further expand the current services in place and the possibility of setting up a dedicated day surgery. Oh, that's, um, well, there's always um, some crazy ideas, but some of them get traction when you live in a country town. Um, oh. You get to meet um, people over the fence pretty quickly and make friends with your neighbours. And the Yaru um, people who are the traditional owners here have a lovely massive block next door um, and they are really keen to work together to um, break that bottleneck problem with surgery. Um, so the dream for the next project, and we're just about to embark on all the planning for that, is um, essentially to have a day surgery with a private public mix so that the state government will provide the public surgery for probably 80% of the throughput. 20% would be private to enable other specialists to come and live in the Northwest, 2000 Ks from the city. Um, there's a need for ENT, urology, you name it, orthopedics, plastics. Um, and there's a big critical mass of medical stuff growing here. Um, and then of course, renal dialysis is all chock-a-block. Oncology, people are flying to Perth. Accommodation, they can't find somewhere to stay in this crazy tourist town. So all of that can be achieved in a complex next door. It's 300 metres walk from the airport. That's another unique thing about Broome. And I think if you're a patient, that's amazing. Um, and I just think that we can really put together a project that enables same day, next day surgery. I want to see someone who's blind or can't function at the moment, presented late, and offer them surgery this week. Um, and then you're actually doing what we should be doing, just the same with glasses. We have same day glasses next minute. 
and I think those things need to be achieved um, in the next decade. Wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. And you know what? I think you're going to do it. You're going to do it all, and I'm looking forward to all your future adventures. Tell me, Angus, what do your three little girls think about their dad? What do they actually think you do? Well, they definitely know I'm an eye doctor. They don't think it's as important as playing with them in the veggie patch or on the trampoline, but um, they must. my eldest daughter wants to be a toe doctor, so she's fixed on that already. I don't know why, because I keep stubbing my toes, so she's really concerned about that. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we've got a um, long patch ahead here and they're going to grow up um, as country kids, and I'm pretty grateful for that as well because it's a rewarding place to live. Yes, and I see you have the support of your lovely wife, as well as a real communal feel about the Kimberley Hub. That's right. I mean, this afternoon, in half an hour's time, the, the weekly community gardeners come and do the veggie patch at the eye clinic. And uh, my wife's the amazing chef, teacher, artist to get the cafe running. I must say it's quite stressful opening a cafe, probably harder than running a day surgery, I reckon, with flow and no, no appointments and the crowd at lunchtime so she's doing all that with the kids as well which we we obviously have to juggle um but she's thriving in it and um we're having a conference actually in about a month so um if people are hearing this in time for 24th 25th of october and coming to um ransco in perth if you happen to make it over please come over um the days or two after that up to Broome for a artificial intelligence conference that we're holding um, and come and see for yourself and hopefully sign up for some work in the future. Gosh, that sounds exciting. Tell me, Angus, what do you love most about being in Broome? I mean, my, my, my sort of sunset moment occasionally with the family, um, it's pretty unique country up here. Um, it's been, it's something deep in the soil and sand and you can just, um, come and experience it for yourself one day. I'm sure anyone who's visited knows what I'm talking about. Um, and the people here are fantastic as well, a quiet sense of humour um, and the rewarding work. So um, it's a vast ancient landscape and um, Australia is pretty lucky to have places like this around the nation. Um, and the fact that we need it here for work um, and any regional part of Australia, it means that the community embraces your your presence and you're part of the furniture pretty quickly. Um, so I trust that if you have any interest in regional ophthalmology, um, please reach out or to other colleagues you know and make it on your agenda and you'll uh, reap some rewards from your lifestyle and community benefits. Great, Angus. Thank you so much for taking the time out from your busy schedule, not just from your patients and what you love doing most, but from being a busy dad and away from your beautiful young family. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with me. I've really enjoyed listening to your story. And I hope this really opens the minds and hearts of young up and coming fellows, for it's a heck of a story to tell. Yeah, well, please come and join. And um, it's a great country we live in with opportunities where the government supports healthcare. So we just need to advocate um, and then we can really prevent blindness and make a difference. Thanks so much, Sonia, for your time today. Thank you for listening and please stay tuned for our next exciting speaker joining us in Eisen region.